0: Here we are for another episode of the Onogen Podcast. And this is very special because it's February and it's the month of love. And I'm here with somebody that I love very much. And she's been my patient for like probably seven, eight years. And it's one of those special persons that start like a patient and then become family, a mentor, uh, some a role model, somebody who has taught me a lot about unconditional love, and and this is very special. So the name of this podcast is Biohacking, Sex, Health, Love, and Ageless Sensuality. So and I'm so happy to have Miriam here with me. So thank you, Miriam, for being with us today. I'm very glad to be here as well. Miriam is gonna be sharing with us some of the secrets for her ageless sensuality. And her process has been amazing and she keeps learning new things. And every time I see her, she's doing something new and and she's so inspiring. So I want to share with all of you. So Miriam, first, I'm gonna ask you to share with us some of your secrets in terms of well, you're going to tell us how old you are, and then I want you to you share with us some of your secrets in terms of your diets and your activities and things that fill you and make you feel in love with life, and then we'll talk about other little things.
1: Okay. Well, so you want to start with my age. That's fine. Uh, I believe age is a number. It's, uh, yes, I'm going to be 71 years old in a few months. And, Unbelievable. <laughs> and um, as I said, I believe age is a number. And really, it's how we feel. But how do we get to feel ageless, like you're saying? And I guess. I don't know if I would consider them secrets but I would say that one of my priorities in life has been to be marinated in love and that is one of the things that maintain maintains our whole system not only external but internal right in alignment and that alignment I believe is key for everything else. So if I start with diet, I have to say that years ago, many years ago, I dealt with an autoimmune, and that took me to understand that it was my responsibility to have a proper nutrition, and to be uh, searching help from doctors, from uh, research, from instruction. On how long was that ago? That was when I was thirty-five years old.
0: So Miriam became a biohacker like long time ago when biohacking was not a thing. You <laughs> That's were exactly you were right. searching yourself. You became your own advocate trying to find options within medicine and within other science and other practices, correct?
1: That's correct. 35 years ago, nobody knew what an autoimmune was. So I really had to discover what was happening, what was going on. So with the help of Well, you call it biohacking, it was biological medicine, which is pretty similar, and I was able to start with a a proper diet, so correct nutrition, and as well as supplementing and balancing my whole system, and from there on, things started little by little to get better.
0: Leah says something very interesting. Diet, when you say diet, just tell us briefly, what do you think is the ideal diet for you? That obviously it's ideal, it's not the ideal diet for everyone, but you discover what was your good, like the diet that made you feel good and keep your immune system like chill and happy and working well. So what was that diet?
1: So the first thing I eliminated was everything that is not natural. So I went to vegetables, to fruits, to grains, to everything that was not man-made. In other words, all the sugary cakes and, and candy and sweets and everything that diverts from
0: nature. Right. So, and that's uh, key. That, for most people, that's really key for everyone. So that that was
1: like the basic start. Right. So I used to have, you know, the my diet was. I'm, I don't want to come into details, yeah. but it was not the right way of
0: okay. eating. Okay. So that was the first thing, the okay. nutritional part. Then, for when I met Miriam, um we kind of start with hormones, and because you were in hormones, and hormones is very controversial, but you were already in bioidentical hormones. So you have already done your research, you have you know, learned about what was available there that was better for you and you chosen to go into bioidentical hormones. So what I, I, I had it really easy because I just have to start monitoring that and adjust it as she move along in her process of living and staying healthy. So, but there is a lot of data on the importance of having your hormones and nutrients really well balanced and i call that biomolecular balance because it really balanced your the genes your function like the genes expression and all that if your hormones are balanced and your nutrients are right all the chemical st- like processes of the whole, the body works best so um, in terms of your hormones tell us a little bit about what make you chose and like go to bioidentical hormones and how that impact your life at this age. Okay so let's
1: jump 10-15 years after uh, starting to eat a proper diet and starting to supplement properly and uh, through research and everything that was out there Obviously, my system at the age of 50, 50 some years old, I started to notice the changes that came along that required um, some change, something that was supposed to be brought in, in order for my life to continue the same way, because as I said before, I have not seen age as an obstacle or a hindrance for life to develop itself. So I did some research on the bio-identical hormones, the gels, the creams, and I realized that there's a lot out there that's being done and used in an improper way. Um, I had some consequences of that. I then ended up getting all your input which seems to be very uh, traditional very uh, not exaggerated That's right yeah
0: trying to be conservative conservative I mean, still exactly. innovative but within the conservative kind of right with <laughs> with a balance spectrum.
1: <laughs> with a balance that was not going to harm me right so uh, when i started with your direction then my whole system just just maintains itself in a way that I can continue with my life, active life, and be not be 70 some years old.
0: Let's and I have to way. say that I cannot take the whole credit for that because I, I, I proudly say that I try to champion my expertise with my patient's intuition. And it's true because when we're talking about labs and adjustment of medication, especially with people like Miriam, who you're really in tune with your body because since you know you were really young when you had the autoimmune diagnosis, and that made you start searching and connecting dots. And that's when she became a biohacker, trying to get the best of science and technology to put it together and really take care of herself. So when, when I... When I talk to her, and when we always meet, I always try to let her make the last decision. And with a lot of patience, it's true. Or I take the input that you give me, like how you feel is not only the number in your blood work. We always also look into how you feel with what you're doing and if there is changes. And sometimes, even if the blood work doesn't show anything, but you're feeling changes, we adjust things accordingly. And, and we always, it's, it's a process, right? It's a constant process. And it makes medicine more beautiful, I think. It's more interesting. And the relationship is more, I don't know, more empowering and a real relationship, like natural. Natural, right. So now, Miriam, you say something that it was really beautiful that is like marinated in love. And it's really interesting because one of the studies that I love the most, it's about stem cells and how they react to love. And in fact, there is a study, when we are in love with life, when you're marinated in love, and you're gonna tell me how you do that. (laughs) So really we, we start producing oxytocin and oxytocin is the love hormone. And when you put love, the love hormone, with stem cells in a capsule, in like a petri, in a dish, in the lab. And you see how stem cells react to oxytocin. They usually react really positively. And the other important thing that we have learned is that when you put oxytocin and cancer cells, cancer cells go into what we call apoptosis. Mm. So cancer cells does not like love. They don't survive it. But stem cells thrive in love. And I think that's something that we don't really think about it. And we put so much work into finding things to kill cancer. And we put so much work into finding things, the perfect pill to prevent aging and slow down aging. And we have it because love is, it's just a thing that you start practicing and you develop and you, you know, and you choose to live life with love. It's, it's a choice, I think, in my opinion. So I want to see how you have, since your beginnings, how you how you became marinated in love. Because I think that's a key thing for what you have accomplished in life. And I have to say, Miriam, it's, when I say unconditional love, she's the source of love for your family, the whole family, her grandkids, she's Mimi, and everybody love her. And and she is one of these persons that love and is not expecting anything back. You are like that. You've been like that since I met you. And it's been just evolving and expanding. And, and you think that it kind of gets bigger, but it gets bigger. So how you started and how you have become this source of love, and this being marinated in love kind of thing.
1: Well, you bring up a word that has so many connotations and associations and has uh, been used and misused and properly used. But uh, I guess at this stage of the game, I would have to say that love is the essence of our being. Love is the source of what we are, who we are. And that discovery has taken many years, but there's so many things, so many ingredients that come into play in order to allow that vibration or frequency that if we maintain ourselves there, it's a source of life it's a source of health. it's nourishing, and it's what, if we attain that, and we need practice, we need uh, understanding, we need many other things that can come into play. But if we do, that's gonna be like fulfilling a purpose in life. Because once we get to that discovery, then
0: we're doing fine. Love is all, love is you, love is me, love is everyone.
1: And love is everywhere as well. I mean, as we take our daily walks in nature or we simply um, fulfill our eyes, our ears, our five senses with those sources that come in, those those frequencies that come into our life. Just even by looking at the ocean is enough for us to develop that. Um, it's very beautiful, very sensual as well. And not only the ocean, there's beautiful there's beauty in mountains and vegetation and trees and flowers. People. In people, relationships, in relationships, those are key, right. and uh, that um, coming together and relating, right. uh, feeling you, feeling me, right. all that brings to us uh, that that place where we can marinate ourselves in love.
0: Yeah. I'm marinated already. so yeah and you say something that is really key a lot of my patients ask me one of the main concerns in this society is hormones and sex life guys and girls as you know I, I, I do age management most of my practice is age management and getting people to age well and a lot of my patients' main concern is, is one of them is that, and yes, hormones. Of course, the chemical balance is really important. The nutrients, all that. But what see, uh, what Miriam say about getting that central touch of everything? It really have you in the mood, and I've discovered seeing many, th- I've seen hundreds of people at this time, maybe thousand, because I've been a doctor for 20 years, is that the people who age more empowering and more beautifully and gracefully, is those peoples who keep in touch with the life sensuality kind of thing. And they see sensuality in everything, and they transpire sensuality just because you look at the ocean you breathe the fresh air and you feel it and that feeling you just it just fulfill you but it also allow you to it's contagious it's like people who are with you if they're disconnect from from the matrix let's put it that way from the <laughs> modern life pace and they sit with you and they kind of just stay there you you really get into the same vibe because it's contagious it's energy as you were saying and if your energy is there and somebody sit next to you it's gonna feel it and I I I remember that once I came into a room in the hospital and a very special uh, friend of mine was there with his mom at that point I didn't know, knew him, but I met him that day, and he was taking care of her mom, and I didn't know he, he was a philosopher, and his the core was love. Everything that he was studying, he was trying to get to the definition of love, and I went with my residents, and I ran there, and then the next day I went back, and then the third day he found me in the lobby, and he came to me and said, I need to work with you because you're the embodiment of love. I was like, but I remember that on those days, I used to tell my residents that before going into each room, we have to really recharge our energy to bring love to the rooms, because I really believe in the healing power of love. I mean, it's not like medications and antibiotics and all that, we should forget and we just hug people. But when you combine all that, you get a therapeutic effect that is limitless. I, I mean, it's, it's it's so powerful. So I, re- I was really working on that at that time. And what you just say, it's exactly what has moved me to not only trying to get the best peptides and the best science, but combine it also with that spiritual growth that Many of my patients, thanks God, are even mentors to me and you're being one because you're always learning, you're always always searching. It seems like you were searching a lot into science when you were younger, but as as you become wiser, you have moved more towards that mystic world. So you do you agree with that and how you feel when I say that?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that you're one of the few doctors out there that understands that the body is not separated from the mind and the emotions. So what you're saying is exactly that. We, if we find that coherence of mind, brain, which includes chemistry, which it, it goes to the hormones and everything else in our body, In our heart, and our emotions, if we find a balance there, then that's where we find a lot of results. Now, to get there, uh, yes, it's been a a search as well, how to encounter uh, that balance through study, through, you could use the word spirituality as well. Um we, work, right? Because you practice. You <laughs> yes. meditate. Yes, it, through meditation, through many different ways. You know, there's so many different practices and it doesn't ma- matter which one you're in as long as you do practice. Right. You get in touch with the source of life, yes.
0: which is... And some people think on meditation and they just think in the monk mode. So we're talking about sex health, and then we're talking about meditation. But meditation not only impacts your genes in a positive way and make you age in a way that you're, like, it just slows down the clock. And it's been proven by telomere work. That was 2009 Nobel Prize. So this is real thing. So, but meditation enhances your sex life enhance your sensuality with life you're in love you're marinated with in love kind of thing because when you bring your vibrations to that level as Miriam was saying because you elevate yourself when you meditate and meditate as she was saying not necessarily is sitting like a monk in the middle of a cold mountain 30 hours and 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 do not eat but a lot of people, meditation is golf, is fishing, it's dancing. As long as you're connected with what you're doing, it's even creativity. Miriam is very creative and she's a photographer. And I bet that you have sometimes when you're working in your arts and your creativity, you're also in that Mm -hmm. elevated state, right? And that's when you get the best results. So for people can be numbers. But is that awareness and it's, not, it's staying in the now and not precipitating to like 10,000 things at the same time. And, and that's when you start really getting in touch with your sensuality, with your highest potential. That is what I try to get for my patients. Like we live and operating, we're operating at this level and we really have this potential, not only in our performance, in our aging, in our health, but in our sensuality, in our sex life, on everything. So if we get to connect with love and we get to marinate ourselves in love that takes time and takes work because you have to force yourself to get into the now, but it's really worth it, right? Mm -hmm. And how many hours you think you dedicate to (laughs) your practice? (laughs) 28. (laughs) Because she breathed, leaf, and on that now, right? Well, she becomes addictive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is that the more you discover that connection and that coherence I was speaking about of, of, of your mind and your heart and your emotions and your, your body sensations and everything is regulated and everything enters a space of sensuality everything becomes beautiful everything moves at a pace that brings along those frequencies and those vibrations and even sound you know you start listening to the way your surrounding is and i don't want to sound too idealistic because perhaps people are in other kind of atmospheres in work atmospheres But but you can get to have the ability to no matter where you are, you can move at an at a pace and an energy Mm -hmm. that that is that is within that container that we're speaking about.
0: I remember when I in my days where I was a hospitalist, and I almost got burned out. I was working seven days in a row, twelve hour shift, very very demanding. And i was teaching and mom and you know all the things um but i remember i because i i learned in harvard i did a clinical training on mind body medicine so i start awakening on the need of being in the now and the vibes and how the love could help my patients and help me so i was able to disconnect and i remember that at lunchtime i used to go out at and sit outside in the grass with sun and it wasn't, you know, and just get a little bit of you know, light, natural light. And, and I sit there for like 50 minutes, but the chief of radiology, interventional radiologist usually always do that too. So we kind of meet there and talk. And it was funny because he said, it's like we're smoking, but we're smoking good vibes <laughs> and good energy. And it's true. I mean, it was our smoking break but it helped me so much to go back into and I tell all my patients who works in those kind of environments even now that they're working from home that having those breaks throughout the day it really makes such a difference and as you start doing that you see how your performance increase and you work faster and now these kids they you know some of the millennials and young people are into like using things to enhance their their perception of life. And they use even acid and roofie and and a lot of different things that, I do think that they're looking for that feeling Mm -hmm. and it's so much better to get it through this practice. And it's because it's an amazing feeling. And once you start, you don't want to quit and you want more and you explore more. So life becomes an, an adventure and sensuality brings more sensuality And when your life is sensual, you bring that to bed. So you don't have to make and get like flowers and get all these like things that people need to enhance their life, because you already have a world within you that you bring everywhere and you share with everyone who love you and you love. So I think that's the key. And that's one of the things that I've learned from Miriam and that I'm so grateful and, and you're really a role model for all of us. So, mm-hmm. so grateful that you share with us this time. Anything else you want to share with us?
1: No, I just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to share a little bit of my secrets, if they're considered secrets, <laughs> even though they're out there for everybody. So, <laughs> just thank you so much, and I'm very appreciative.
0: Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a happy, a happy Valentine's.